You all got quiet. Praise the Lord, everyone. Give Jesus a big hand clap of praise this morning. God, it's good to be in his house again today, and uh, y'all are a good-looking group, as always, and uh, look forward to what God's going to do today. We do have a young lady that's got a birthday this week, Sister Faith. Come on. Your brother said I had to embarrass you properly. <laughs> Let's sing to her. Here she comes. Here she comes. All right. Let's sing to her. A happy birthday, birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. May you be with Jesus near every day of the year. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. Have a Twenty-five never felt so good, did it? Ain't that right? Amen. At this time, we will dismiss for Children's Church. All right. Amen. Feels good feels good in the house of the Lord today, and I'm looking forward to what the Lord is going to do, and I believe, I believe that He is going to do something amazing. I felt it in my spirit all week long, and I just really believe that, uh, that God has stirred me and I want to share that with you so you can be stirred. But I, I really believe God is going to release something today in this house. And there is enough resistance to try to stop it. But I've prayed and I've taken dominion over the resistance. And I believe the Lord has given me a word for this moment, for this hour, for this congregation, and God is going to do something amazing, absolutely amazing. And uh, for, for, so the message, the theme, the, the, the focus, the subject that we can uh, lock into our hearing today, we can lock into our spirit today, is the burden of intercession. It's awful quiet in here. I want you to know that I, I believe in you all and I love you, right? I'll do my best to let you receive what I had to process 
surrender to this week. I truly believe that God led my family and I here to do a mighty work in this city. As we have invested our efforts here, we see it's not Winchester alone. There is something special happening here that will reach beyond Clark County. The supernatural power of God is about to be released through this church. And there are churches all around us who are going to feel the impact of what is birthed in this church. I'm going to need you to get a hold of this. And agree with me that the supernatural power of God is about to be released through this church. And that there is going to be true transformation that begins to trickle from the doors of this assembly into every area of our life. And, and this city is going to feel the impact and not just Clark County. We're going to see things happen in Mount Sterling and Eastern Kentucky. And we're going to see things happen even into the hollers. Why? Because God is preparing to do a mighty work in this assembly. This will only take place if we submit to what will open the door for it to be birthed. Do you hear me today? This will only take place here if we submit to what will open the door for it to be birthed. When we came here, we had, we had uh, such a burden to, to, to go after the Lord in prayer. And that is exactly what we have been trying to do, cultivating it. Every time we come together, we're going after the will of God for this assembly and through this assembly. We're not going to take second. Uh, we're not going to take second place in this city. We're not going to let the enemy have dominion in this city. We're going to fight through prayer. But it's only going to happen when we really get a hold of the power of prayer. I'm tired of fighting through prayerlessness when I know the possibilities of what God wants to do. When I know what He wants to do. And I know that the only way it's going to happen is if His people get a hold of the power of prayer. When they get a hold of the burden of intercession. You hear me today? Before we, before we leave this place, God is going to release something in this house. And it's up to us to get a hold of whatever it is that He is going to do. I can't give it to you. You've got you to gotta receive it from the Lord. He is going to release something in this house. You've got to have the expectation of receiving it. You have to receive it from the Lord. The way that I received it from the Lord. And to be honest, whether you guys get a hold of it or not, I am going to march forward with this. 
And you know what? God will raise God will raise people up. If we don't want to be a part of it, he'll raise up people who want to be a part of it. And you know what? I will invest in those who want to go after the Lord to accomplish his will. I told you I love you, right? I'm not trying to bear down and trying to be crude or brash. I'm trying to be real and let you know that we are in a pivotal moment in this world right now. And for us to really be who God has called us to be, we're going to have to get a hold of the burden of intercession. Which means prayer. We've already talked about this recently. Prayer is going to have to be priority in our life. And we're going to have to learn how to pray. We're going to have to learn how to go after the Lord. I have watched people in America who have called themselves apostolic who do not know how to pray. It's not some gifting. We're not gifted with the ability of prayer. It's a desire in us that births prayer. It's a passion in us that births prayer. It's a burden that comes to us that births prayer. Prayer will come when we get a hold of a burden. The American church culture are burdenless. There is no burden. burden of the lost, no burden of giving Bible studies, no burden of prayer, no burden of, of getting a hold of what God wants to do. Listen, the kingdom of God is much bigger than the local church, but the kingdom of God won't grow without the local church. I'm not referring to just a building where people gather. I'm talking about what people do after they gather together. Our gatherings are not for fellowship only. Although I love the relationships that are being strengthened and the fellowship that connects people to the body of Christ. But if people don't connect to God, none of it matters. That connection to people is still just temporary. And we need to connect people to the life-changing, supernatural power of God because that is what's going to transform their life. Listen, everyone who calls High Point their home must get a hold of what God is looking for. We must get a hold of what God is looking for or he will look elsewhere. It bothers me when people are more excited to talk to other people than God. And believe me, I hear it. I hear the excitement in people when they get together and they fellowship. 
I hear the excitement, and there's nothing wrong with that. But our excitement to talk to one another should never be greater than our excitement to talk to the one who brought us together. He'll keep us together. Who will keep us walking a sure path. There ought to be a sound in the prayer room. When I stop praying, it's not quiet. When my wife stops praying, it's not quiet. There ought to be a roar in this place. Why? Because we are people of God. And if we don't know how to pray in the church house, where our brothers and sisters are, where God meets us, then what are we doing? What are we doing? You ever been in in a powerful prayer meeting and you heard the sound of it and you felt the presence of the Lord and you've seen joy fill a person's life, fill their eyes with tears streaming down their face and they're in the presence of Almighty God receiving their strength, receiving their deliverance. Listen, there is something powerful about praying with God's people. I remember this. I remember this growing up. I remember powerful prayer rooms where people would just, they would gather in these rooms and they would pray. They would fall on their face before the Lord and they would cry out. And then when they stepped into the sanctuary, oh, there was something special that filled the room and it was the glory of God. And I'm here to tell you today, if we want the glory of God to fill this house, we better learn how to cry out. We better learn how to get a hold of him because God responds to the cry of people. He responds to the sound of people's words. And what he wants to be born in this assembly is the sound of intercession. I feel the resistance, but I take authority and dominion over over the voice of the enemy who is trying to shut down, who is trying to shut down people's mouth, trying to keep them quiet. I take authority and dominion over the spirit of the age, over the spirit of darkness that looms over your head or that looms over those who, who have given place to the enemy. I come against it in the name of Jesus and I release the working of, of the spirit of God in this house to bring deliverance from those oppressive voices. We got to pray effectual, fervent prayers if we're going to get anywhere. We got to be righteous if God is going to hear those prayers. And we got to set our face like a flint towards the one who sits on the throne and recognize that we are his people and he's given us an avenue. He's given us a channel of prayer and he's given us to go ahead to pray. Why do you think a person can be louder in their conversation to another person but silent when they are supposed to be talking to God? 
I have heard people even talk over prayer. Which means you got the voice to do it. So why not take that voice and turn it towards something that can change the atmosphere. Something that can bring about deliverance and healing. Something that can bring about the sovereign reign of God in this place. You know what hit me and convicted me so, so, so much. This thought here, you can be quiet in your prayer closet, but his house is not your prayer closet. His house is not your prayer closet. If it is, you don't have a life of prayer, you have a prayer hobby. And what God is going to do can only come through a life of prayer. Your prayer closet is what you wake up tomorrow morning and go into. This is not that. If this is that, then you only pray a couple times a week. And then you don't pray any other time. Listen, I'm not trying to beat anyone up. I'm not trying to be critical or harsh. I want you to know the urgency of the hour is for God's people to pray. Open your mouth and pray. What are you afraid of? What are you ashamed of? Ashamed to hear what God is. Ashamed of what God is addressing in your life. When we come together, there should be a radical praise, a worship, a a, a radical prayer because that's what they did in the very beginning. And if we call ourselves apostolic, we got to follow the entire pattern, not just theologically, but in our demonstrative worship and praise, we have to be apostolic. Let's look, Acts chapter 4, 23. You've read this a thousand times. I'm going to read this to you in the modern English version. On being released, they went to their own people and reported what the chief priests and elders had said to them. When they heard this, they lifted their voices in unity. I want you to know what happened here. I want you to pay attention to what is being said in these passages. When they heard, when they heard what? When they heard the burden. The burden of being punished for what they were standing up for. When they heard that trouble would come, if they continued doing what they were doing, they did not try to find a way out. They united and lifted their voices in unity to God and prayed, Lord, you are God who has made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything in them. They lifted their voices to the one who has all power in heaven and earth. They lifted their voices to the creator, to the sustainer, the sovereign ruler, the only potentate. Our Father, which art in heaven, 
hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. We don't care about the kingdoms of the world and their threat. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. When the threat of punishment or even death came to them, they took it to their king. Not my will, but thy will. In earth, in earth as it is in heaven. They wanted his will above the will of man and even even their own will that might try to keep them from spreading this message because at the threat of danger, our, our, our default mode is always going to be self-preservation. But what we must do is die to that and say, not my will, but thy will be done because I know you're my sustainer. I know you're the creator. I know you know where I am. You've been walking with me. You've had your eye on me even when I wasn't living right you knew where I was and you knew how to come to my rescue and so I have the confidence that if you know where I am at all times you know how to keep me through whatever I face even if it's persecution or the threat of death Verse 25, and who by, by the mouth of your servant, David said, why did the nations rage and the people devise vain things? And verse 26, the kings of the earth came and the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, indeed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were assembled together against your holy son, Jesus, whom you have anointed to do what your hand and your counsel had foreordained to be done. When opposite when the opposition comes what is the correct response to the opposition when it seems like the world is assembling against you, what do you do? I have to get to my brothers and sisters, but this is not for fellowship, it's for warfare. Oh, when there is the enemy who rears his ugly head in my life and tries, oh, tries to take back his dominion over my life, I've got to get together with God's people and pray, but not, not just prayer alone. I've got to go to war. This goes against, listen, this goes against everything our culture has embraced and absorbed. And that's why we've got to cultivate a new thing. We've got to do a new thing. We can't revert to what tradition has shown us. We've got to walk in the ways of the apostles. We've got to walk in the ways of the first century church who had victory over the government. They triumphed over the enemy. They triumphed over everything they faced. Why? Because they had confidence in the God they prayed to. Confident in Him. They lifted their voices together and in a unified effort they prayed acknowledging the sovereignty of God and acknowledging the opposition to his sovereignty. What are you going to do when someone or something challenges his sovereignty in your life? Uh, the voices in the world, the enemy of our soul, he wants to take the, the sovereign reverence that we have for him and put it on his shoulders. 
And so he works through intimidation and manipulation to remove the sovereignty of God in our life and to place it on him as he is sovereign. What does he do? He uses fear. He uses fear to to bring a rule over you. Do you hear me today? He uses fear to rule over people. He uses anxiety to rule over people. And you know what he does? He also twists depression and and causes confusion. Because we're going to get into something here in a moment. Depression is not always the enemy. Do you hear me today? People are so quick to run out and try to find some kind of quick fix. Get some antidepressant drugs to try to mask over what's really going on. But sometimes it's not the enemy that brings depression into your life. What do you think a burden feels like? What do you think a burden feels like? Do you think it feels comfortable and good? Do you think it feels cozy? Something we can cuddle up to on a comfy pew? Do you think a burden will allow you to sleep through the night? Or do you think a burden would bring you to your knees in uncontrollably pursuit of God's face in the midst of that burden? Not every form of depression that comes to you is from the enemy. Sometimes God will allow depression to come to you in the form of a burden. And when that burden is released in your life, he wants to draw you closer, not mask it, not replace it, not push it away. So when the world assembles against you, are you big enough to defend it on your own? Are you willing to pray through the opposition that says stop speaking his name? Stop praying to him. Stop seeking his face. Stop doing what you're doing. Stop being so radical. Oh, you don't have to be that radical. What are you going to do with the voice that says you don't have to pray as much as you do? You don't have to go to church as much as you do? You don't have to go to prayer meeting? What are you going to do when the opposition shows up and says you're better off staying at home and getting involved with this thing or that thing and accomplishing your own ideas? and your own plan oh but to surrender it all in the house of prayer I hope something inside of you today before the end of the day is stirred is stirred to the point where you revolutionize your schedule And you revolutionize your priority. And you stop looking to the world to fill the void that only God can. Because God wants to do something in this assembly. And he wants to do it through your life.
Do you hear me? You're not here by accident. You're not here because you didn't have anything else better to do. You're here because God has given you a purpose. And that purpose is not to just be a part of a fellowship. Your purpose is for the will of God to be manifested in your life. Do you agree with me? If that is the purpose that God has for me and for you, then what what do you think we ought to do about it? Go after it, right? While the world is 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 being lulled to to sleep in this in this uh, idea of Jesus' love and mercy and not having to do anything in their life. Uh, there is a void in our world. There is darkness all around us. There are people who are dying who could have been saved had there been a burden of intercession. I remember Josh Herring said something. I think it was him that said uh, he, he was he was reading something uh, about, or no, his wife was reading something about this terrible situation where this man kicked this little boy in the stomach and he died from it. And I, and I believe it was his wife that said, "Why did this thing happen?" And then and then the word came to him because there was no intercessors. happens when we watch the world die and go to hell and there is no burden and what this is our response well I can't do anything about them there's nothing that I can do are you sure about that are are you confident that you can't do anything about what somebody does listen to me if I if I didn't have people praying for me interceding on my behalf, I wouldn't be here before you today. I am a product of somebody's intercession. And maybe maybe some of you are a product of somebody's intercession. And if somebody could tap into the burden of intercession, there could be people saved in this world that come from your prayers. So when I come here with my brothers and sisters and we sing about the goodness of God, I ought not take it for granted and say, oh, it's all mine, all mine goodness. Uh, I ought to be so burdened that somebody else needs this, needs this goodness in their life. Somebody else needs to be saved. There is somebody that's desperate right now who's about to pull the trigger, who's about to swallow a handful of pills because they're tired of facing the same daunting thing day after day but the churches are silent because there's no burden of intercession there is no voice of the intercessor to be heard Let's, let's reach out right now. Oh, I, the Holy Ghost is moving in this, in this moment right here, right now. 
And I believe the Lord is going to release something supernatural in this house today. And why don't we prepare our minds and our hearts right now to receive what the Lord has for us. Oh, God, help us to get a, to get a hold of what you're saying, what you're speaking to us individually, but what you're speaking to us collectively. What is it that you want to accomplish through our life? Oh, because I believe, Lord, that there is going to be a burden released in this house. You're going to bring impartation into this place. Jesus, our son of David, have mercy on your people and equip us, God, with ears to hear the cry. Oh, equip us to receive the burden of intercession, God. Oh, oh. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Come on, that's it. Get a hold of what the Lord is trying to release into your life. This is where it begins, but this is not where it ends. Oh, where it ends is breakthrough. Where it ends is at the end of life. Oh, when we stand before the Lord and He had heard our cries and heard our prayers. Oh, and then He'll say, well done. You've been faithful over a few things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Yes. Come on, some of you haven't shed tears in quite some time. It's time for for God's people to learn how to weep between the porch and the altar. It's time for God's people to learn how to pray until, until brokenness and the burden produces tears that begin to flow down your cheeks. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, yes. He's looking for someone to stand in the gap. Oh, oh. he's looking for an intercessor. Ha, 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 Yes. 
Don't wait for your children to make mistakes before you learn how to intercede before the Lord and weep between the porch and the altar for your children and say, Lord, don't, uh, don't let him go. Don't let him get caught up in this world. I need parents to stand with me and say, I'm going to pray. I'm going to intercede for my family. I'm going to intercede for whoever the Lord needs intercession for. The Lord's going to raise up some intercessors in this house to be powerful. He's going to raise up spiritual warriors who will know how to who will know how to pray, who will know how to weep, who will know how to travail, who will know how to go after God. Yes. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord. The king brought you into the kingdom for such a time as this. And he has equipped you. He has created you for this hour. And he has placed within you the power oh, of his spirit. Oh, and the victory through his name, his identity. He has given you all the resources of heaven oh, to accomplish his will on the earth. The only thing that he needs is your willingness. The Lord is working in your life right now. He's working in you right now. Come on, I believe the Lord is visiting you right now in this moment. And you are about to receive a burden of intercession. And God is going to take that burden. And he's going to help you walk with it. And he's going to help you work with it. And he's going to release supernatural power through that intercessory prayer. I prophesy over this day, over this congregation, that the Lord is going to raise up giants in this church. He's going to raise up people who will begin to weep and release the delivering power of the Holy Ghost through their cry and through their voice. Oh, Jesus, Jesus, oh, yes, there's people in your neighborhood that need you. There's people in your city that need you. There's people on your job that need you. There's people in this world that need you. There's people at Walmart. There's people at the grocery store and the gas station. There's people in the communities all around this nation who need the voice of an intercessor to stand in the gap for them. Ah. 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 
Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I lose you to receive it right now in Jesus' name. I lose every fear from off of your life. And I bind it and cast it in the outer darkness in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes. I release deliverance right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I loose the fear. I loose the struggles of past mistakes and failures. I loose them from off your life and I release a word of deliverance in the name of Jesus. Receive the deliverance of the Lord. Yes, yes, we say yes, Lord. Speak to the burden, speak to the burden, sister. I take authority over it right now in the name of Jesus. Some of you are receiving it right now. What you got to do is receive that burden and begin to speak to it. Use your voice to speak to that burden. Whatever it is that the Lord has made a deposit in your spirit, in your mind, in your thoughts, you speak to that thing and take authority in the name of Jesus. God, you're the only sovereign ruler in our life. You're the only sovereign king in my life. You're the only potentate in my life. And so, God, I lift up, I lift up this need, believing, oh God, that you're sovereign even over this need, even over this burden. You're sovereign over it all. Don't be afraid of who you are. Don't be ashamed of who you are. You're God's, you're God's child. You're a child of the king. You have authority and favor that he has given you. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Come on, I believe some of you are right now, you're, you're fighting it. You're resisting it. 
Why don't you remove the resistance which is your will and lay it down and let him do what he wants to do through your life. Jesus, 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 thank you, Lord, for your touch today. Thank you, Lord, for the blessing, Lord, that you are releasing. God, help us to be changed, forever changed in this moment. I believe the Lord is going to cause some in this assembly to leave this day walking differently. The things that satisfied you yesterday will not satisfy you tomorrow because God is going to impart in you a passion and a burden to go after Him with everything that you have. I release you to receive the direction of the Lord and I loose you to get a hold of it and to let it change your life. I speak it in faith through the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let it be accomplished for the will and for the glory of God. Yes, mighty God. Yes, mighty God. Say yes to what you desire to do on this earth. Ah, let it be accomplished, Lord. Lord Almighty. In Jesus' name, receive, receive it of the Lord. Yes, yes, yes. That's it. That's it. You're getting it. That's it. You're getting a hold of it. Oh, yes. Let something be birthed in you in this moment. Let something be birthed in you. Oh, I want it to be birthed in this assembly. But let it be birthed in individuals that make up this assembly. So that there could be a unified effort. uh, That we would lift up our voices with one accord. uh, That we would lift up our voices in unity. uh, Oh, that God's will would be released in and through this assembly.
you up powerful. He's going to raise you up to be a powerful voice. He's going to raise you up to be a powerful voice in a world of darkness. The Lord is empowering you right now and giving you the courage right now and giving you the boldness right now to speak with authority and power. Before this day ends, the Lord will fulfill his word. The Lord will accomplish his will. Before we leave this house, there will be transforming power released in this place that will change. That will change your life. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for your strength. We thank you for the name that we can cleave to in the time of trouble. Uh, that we can, we can find refuge. Uh, oh, the righteous uh, can find refuge. Uh, oh, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for that, Lord. Thank you for the burden. Thank you for the burden, God. Thank you for the burden, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Ah. 
for those of you who are just now coming in here, the Lord, the Lord has met us in this moment, in this morning here, and He is releasing some things in the Spirit. I believe before this day is you're you're going to catch right up to where we are right now. God is going to do a mighty work in your life and through your life before we leave this place. Before you leave this place, I want every eye to be closed right now. Before we dismiss for a moment, I want you to close your eyes right now. Those of you who have just gotten in here and those who have been praying, what God is going to accomplish in this place is going to there's going to be impartation and there is going to be a transforming power released before this day is done. Now I want you to get a hold of whatever it is that troubles your mind that's been plaguing your thoughts and I want you to bring them into captivity and I want you to surrender them because the enemy has tried to distract you and tried to keep you from receiving what the Lord has for you and there is going to be a release in the spirit today that is going to bring true change in your life but you must get on board. You must get on board with what the Lord is is going to accomplish here today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I pray for every saint, every child, every individual under the sound of my voice, uh, that before they leave this place, that you will speak to them, that you will address their life uh, and speak to their situations, uh, and that you would release a burden that would bring about intercession in their life, that your people would learn how to pray. That there would be a burden of prayer. That there would be a release of the spirit of prayer in this house. In the name of Jesus. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, Jesus. I know this is a little bit different today, oh, but I just, I just believe the Lord has visited me uh, to speak these things to His people to his bride that they would do whatever is required whatever is needed for them to make their life ready and not just their life but to be a beacon of hope and to be a light in the community and a light in their family to be a voice to be a voice that would cry you need to take a few moments and uh, go, go refresh yourself. I want you to feel free to do that. But if you could, let's respect those who are, who are really praying. Let's uh,
Can we just magnify the Lord where you are right now? I know this is, a, this is different, but this is, this is still the house of prayer. It's still a place where the Lord will visit people. This is still a place where we can lift up his name, where we can worship him. Oh, we worship you, Lord. We thank you for your mighty presence, Lord, in this house. We thank you, Lord, for what you stepped into this room with, oh God, and that you have an anointing for each and every one of us in this place. And I pray, God, that your anointing would be released and rest upon every individual under the sound of my voice and that there would begin a breaking, a breaking of the chains of bondage, that every form of bondage and fear, oh, that it would be loosed from off of their life. Oh, I speak and release deliverance over this house and over every individual oh that there would be a freedom of worship that would begin to break out that there would be a freedom of expression that would begin to be demonstrated in this house Lord Lord as you begin to release and free the and free the captives Lord let there be a cry of redemption let there be a cry of freedom let there be a sound of worship and praise oh that would usher from lips of thanksgiving oh God we praise you today we honor you today Lord and we believe in the anointing that destroys the yoke of bondage let the yoke of bondage be destroyed in this house and let the anointing cover your people today as we begin to lift our voice in thanksgiving and praise, Lord, that there would be a special visitation of victory and freedom in this house, Lord. You have visited us today already in a special way, Lord. And I believe in the moments to come that there is going to be even more, uh, there even more of a display of your glory and of your anointing. In the name of Jesus, we speak it and agree. And we believe, Lord, that this day, this day, your will is going to be accomplished. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. Ah, everyone stand to your feet at the sound of my voice. We're going to continue. We're going to continue. We're going to worship. We're going to, we're going to just let the Lord have everything that we have. We're going to give him everything that we have. Every ounce of effort and strength, we're going to give it to the Lord today. I want you to go home today tired, but I want you to go home today transformed. And so if you got to give everything that you have plus some more for your life to be transformed, then that's what you've got to do. If you got to worship until your feet hurt and Lift your voice until your voice squeaks. If you got to raise your hands until you're tired, you need to push because God is going to release something in this place. And he's going to release it through radical worship, praise, and prayer. It's going to happen today, brother and sister. If you agree with me, why don't you clap your hands? Amen. We're going to have the praise team come and we're going to worship the Lord. We're going to worship the Lord today for a little while. We're just going to let the Lord have his way. Amen.
Are you with me today? Do you agree that God is going to do something? He's going to show up and show out in this house. You agree with me? Don't look at me if, don't look at, don't clap your hands if you don't agree. But if you agree, clap your hands and shout with the voice of triumph because God is in this place and He's going to do it. I believe it. And we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna worship with expectation. We're going to lift our voice with expectation. And God is really going to step in to your situation. Many of you need it. Many of you have already responded. But God is going to step into your situation out of your desperate cry and your desperate plea and your worship. The Lord is going to visit you. And what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to invite him all together into this place. While we worship the Lord, while we lift up his name, he is going to move. And he's looking for radical praisers. Be radical today. Anybody can get a little excited today. Anybody feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to praise my problems away. I'm going to praise my worries away. I'm going to worship until things change in me. And I'm going to lay it all at this altar today before it's all said and done. I'm going to invite you to give your offering as unto the Lord. But I want to invite you to give everything that you have unto the Lord. Give Him all of your attention. Give give Him all of your focus. Give Him all of your praise and worship. And you watch what He does when He steps into your situation. Let's magnify His name. We lift our hands all over this house. Thank you, Jesus. God, we're so good. We worship you. We magnify you, Lord God. It, just let out your voice to the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God, we bless your name today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. Why don't you let a cry out to him? in the valley and I'll praise on the mountain yes I will I'll praise when I'm sure and I'll praise when I'm doubting hey I'll praise when outnumbered and I'll praise when surrounded yes I will cause praise is the waters my enemies drown come on lift it up church say as long as I'm breathing as long as I'm breathing I've got a reason to praise the Lord oh my when I feel it and I praise when I don't yes I will 
praise cause I know you're still in control Woo! cause praise is a weapon it's more than a sound my praise is the shout that brings Jericho down say as long as I'm breathing I've got a reason to praise the Lord, oh my soul. I've got a reason to praise the Lord, oh, say I won't be quiet, I won't be quiet, my God is alive, how could I keep it I'll praise when I feel it, and I'll praise when I don't. Oh, yes. I'll praise because I know, God, you're still in control. Yes, you are. Woo! My praise is a weapon. Oh, it's more than a sound. Hey, my praise is the shout that brings Jericho. As long as I'm breathing, I've got a reason to praise the Lord. Oh, my I've got a reason to praise the Lord. Oh, say I won't be quiet. I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep praise the Lord? get a little excited today. Listen, I've got a made of mine. Hey, listen, I'm going to lay some things down today. Hey, say, all of my fear I will turn into praise. Shake off despair as I sing out your name. A victory dance I will dance. I will crush disappointment and break out. And break every chain, 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 Oh, I've got a reason to pray. Praise the Lord, oh my soul. I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it inside? I won't be quiet. Say, I won't be quiet. My God is alive. How could I keep it? Say, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh my God. 
going to do this again. Hey, come on. Bring it on to the Lord and say, all, my, all of my fear I will turn into pain.
just gets a hold of you. And I saw the Lord seated on the throne. Change. 
Something's moving in this place. We know what that something is. It's the very spirit of God. And something's changing. What is that? It's the atmosphere. Heaven is descended upon the praises of his people. And there is fellowship with the spirit of God in this place. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain and I believe the rain is beginning to descend on the dry and on the thirsty souls in this house something's moving something's changing and it's the glory of God in this place Uh, before, before, we, before we leave this house today, something is going to change in you. Something is going to change in me. Something is going to happen. Are you with me? Are you with me, brother and sister? Or am I all by, all by myself? I don't believe I am. I believe there have been some people who have been revived. I believe there's been some desire that's been restored. I believe there's been some passion that has been restored. And I don't believe I'm by myself. I believe the glory of the Lord is going to send us into the next dimension. I got to let you know that I'm on assignment, brother and sister. I got direction from the Lord, so if you'll just let me. If you'll just let me finish what the Lord has brought into this day for us. Because we've only tasted a little bit of what God is going to do. We've only tasted a little bit of what the Lord is going to do. Before we leave this place today, I want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to put your hand on yourself. And I want you to say, before I leave this place today, something is changing in me. I want you to say this as well. Before I leave this place, something is being released from heaven into my life today. And if you really believe it, that you're not walking out of here empty-handed. You're walking out of here with what God has for you. You. But you got to wait. You got to listen. You got to listen to the word of the Lord. So I want you to just kind of bring it down for a moment. Bring it down for a moment. There will be time. There will be time. But what you got to hear today is the word of the Lord. You got to get the word of the Lord here today. We were reading from Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 30. And so we, we had gotten to the point where verse 29, we'll, read, we'll just read through real quick so you all can catch up with us where we are. So verse 23, and being let go, they went to their own company and reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voices to God 
with one accord. Now, I, I had everyone pause for a moment to notice what had happened. They lifted up their voice to God with one accord, which means everyone inside of the room were in unity and they lifted their voice together. There was a sound from every vocal cord to God with one accord and said, Lord, thou art God, which has made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27, bore a, a truth against thy holy child Jesus whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together. Verse 28, for to do whatsoever thy hand thy counsel determined before to be done. Now if we look at Verse 29, now the Lord, behold their threatenings, and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak the word. I want to read this to you in the MEV. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with great boldness by stretching out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be performed in the name of your holy son, Jesus. What they were saying is we recognize we recognize a few things going on in this, in this moment of these threatenings and this, this idea that if we, if we continue to do what we're doing, that somehow the government is going to lock us up or the, or the, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the, the Sanhedrin are going to lock us up and there's the threats of even, even our life being taken from us. But they didn't, they didn't pray for a way out of it. They prayed for a boldness to continue doing what they had got them in trouble. What they were saying is we recognize your opponent, your opponent, wants to stop the work that you are doing through us. But we trust you and believe in your sovereignty, not his, because he has no sovereignty. So when the enemy shows up to threaten your life, you have to, you have to speak back to him and say, you have no sovereign rule. You have no sovereign power. You have been defeated, devil. So what they said, we want a boldness to continue doing what you desire to do. They wanted a boldness to continue doing what the Lord desired to do. And that was healings, signs, and wonders. And don't you know that today the Lord wants to do those very things. He wants to do wonders, signs, and miracles. But not because we're chasing the miracles, but because we're chasing Him. And He's releasing miracles, signs, and wonders through our pursuit of Him. Verse 31. This is, we're getting, we're getting ready to get into some things here. When they had prayed... The place where they were assembled together was shaken. Anyone believe that that was a literal shaking? It didn't say the people that were there were shook. It said the place where they were assembled together was shook. 
Now let's look at this. And they were all filled, every single one of them, every single one together were all filled again with the Holy Holy Spirit. And they spoke the word of God with boldness. When they made this prayer, the Holy Ghost moved through that place, shaking the room. Listen to this. It was the quake of God's approval and an answer to their request. This, my brother and sister, is what happens when his people gather together to pray for his will. Oh, he'll he'll step in and cause the building to shake when his people begin to pray, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. We're here for you. You're not here for us. We want to accomplish your will. We don't want you to accomplish our will. We submit and surrender to your will and your purpose. And when they prayed for the boldness, there was a release from heaven that shook the building. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I want to tell you something here. There's so much power in prayer that is unutilized in today's generation of apostolic people. There are dimensions of prayer that have cobwebs and dust in them because nobody visits. But something is being released and doors are going to be unlocked today. Oh, listen, you might, you might not step into it today, but there's going to be a, a door unlocked for you to step into it. And if you'll leave here with the keys to it, you can step into it tomorrow morning. You can meet with the Lord and pray until something happens. Because listen to what we have, His Word, His Word. First John. 5, 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. And if we know that he hear us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the, 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 the petitions that we desired of him. Listen, they were asking for boldness. So they could continue doing his will. And he heard and gave them what they asked for immediately. After they prayed, immediately the Holy Ghost fell. I believe before the end of the day, Jesus is going to send an immediate response to our prayer because we're going to pray for His will. And I believe that's what we've already been doing is praying for His will. But what if we don't know His will? What if you don't know His will? I think it's easy for any of us to say, I don't really know entirely what God wants to do but I do I do know enough I do have enough things to see in his word of what he wants to accomplish can, can I get an amen today we know enough of what he said of what he wants to do for us to be active and involved and invested right and if I don't know his will what if we can't put words to it listen he took care of that Romans chapter 8 verse 26 Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Paul speaks of two dimensions of prayer in this passage, praying for what we know and the Spirit praying for what we do not know. We are pretty good about praying for what we know but not very good at praying for what we don't know. Romans 8, 27. And he that searcheth the hearts 
knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. When we don't know what to pray, there is provision for that. But we have to go in. There's provision there, but you have to go in. We have to go in. At the end of our words, we must continue because there is another dimension that we can get into. Are you with me? Or do you think I'm just speaking some mumbo jumbo here today? There is a dimension of prayer that the apostolic church visits rarely. Why? Because it costs something. You hear me? Are you willing to pay for it? Are you willing to pay for the pay the price to be to 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 carry the burden of intercession? Who's going to do it? Do you know what? Do you know what the Lord wants? The Lord wants there to be voices of intercession in His body. How do you think He gets things done? Do you hear me? How does he invade? How does he invade the natural world that we live in? Through you. Are you with me? Because when you don't know what to pray, the Spirit maketh intercession through you to accomplish his will. So if all I have is an available vessel that can be spent, do you hear me? That can be spent to intercede. What's going to happen is the will of God is going to be released through you. Well, it's just a little old me. I have nothing to offer. You have a willing vessel that can be used if you're willing to carry the burden. Are you with me? So, so if I get a burden from the Lord, I got to do something with it, right? We've already established this. Sometimes, sometimes that burden feels a lot like depression. What does a burden feel like? Anybody know what a burden feels like? Or is it so foreign to us? I would say it feels a lot like depression. Heaviness. But what has the enemy done? The enemy has, has twisted, twisted this idea that if there is depression in my life, then it's got to be from the enemy. And there has to be something wrong with me. But what if that depression is to lead you into a place of intercession? Listen. What God wants to do, it's not going to come through shallow prayers, but it will come when we get serious about His will. When we get serious about His will, we will see, uh, we will see that we are in position to receive His will. We know that prayer is His will, and we know that intercession is His will, because intercession opens the door for His will to be released through us. But we must recognize the burden of intercession. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1. I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, key word there, and giving of thanks be made for who? All men. You know what the Lord's looking for? He's looking for intercessors for all men. Not just for our family. We can intercede for your, you can intercede for your family. But you know what? We must be willing, we must be willing to die and be spent for all men. 
I appreciate those who will take the time to say a quick prayer over a financial need, over a a physical or a spiritual need, but we don't always know how to pray His will for those needs. Uh, This is where intercession is important. When we tap into intercessory prayer, His will is released. Uh, But how does a person intercede? They, They have to recognize the burden first. You can't do anything unless you have a burden. You can't pray intercessory prayers unless you have a burden. There are times that God will place a burden on us, but we think it's a depression. Listen, I listened to a message from Brother Billy Cole, and he said some things that brought clarity and conviction. And, and uh, these won't all be his words, but, word for word, but, but some of these he have, he's quoted, and some of these are, are just things that I got out of his message. And he said, you cannot pray intercessory prayers without a burden. And, and that burden is his call to intercession. And that feels like a depression. Maybe you can think of different times in your life, maybe even now, that you have felt this depression that comes out of nowhere. Depression is real. There are times uh, depression is caused by, by a medical condition or from food or th- that we eat. Or, 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 and if we don't recognize those things, if we don't recognize uh, where, uh, where this depression, where this thing comes from, and, and we don't recognize that it's a call to intercessory prayer, we might think it's something else. And instead of praying, we do other things to distract ourselves from this depression. We go to the doctor. We go to the therapist. Uh, we we, we, we involve ourselves, engage ourselves in shopping, eating, and hobbies. We, we become distracted to the reality of the depression. Brother Cole said this. I wonder how many burdens we shake off calling it something else. How many times has a call to intercession ended up, ended in a bed with a blanket pulled over your head? We call it not feeling good, not feeling well, feeling down, feeling discouraged. I'm going to go sleep this out. Listen, I tell you, when I was, when I was listening to this, I was convicted because I know, I know there have been times that I have just shook it off. Anybody agree with me? Calling it something else, but maybe you didn't recognize that it was a call to intercession. But now, now the next time you feel something, there's, there's going to be something that goes through your head. You're going to think about things differently. Because the right response to depression is prayer. There could be something going on in your body, but prayer acknowledges His sovereignty over your need. And if it is for intercession, you are already in prayer. You are already in that place. So keep going. The heaviness of this depression should lead us into worship and then prayer. And if we recognize it as a call to intercession, we must acknowledge the burden and then speak to the burden. I heard you all today. I heard you acknowledging it. And I heard you speaking to it, right? That's what we got to do. I'm going to acknowledge the burden and then I'm going to speak to it. How do we speak to it? We got to pray. And if I don't know how to pray, what do I have to do? I have to get in the Spirit and let the Spirit pray through me. Right? 
Listen to this. A burden is acknowledging the problem. Tongues is addressing the problem. We can... We can make intercession in our native tongue and as we speak uh, against things in our native tongue. But there is something deeper when it's in the spirit. Brother Cole talks about associating tongues with a burden. He spoke of times where people would be willing at an altar. They would be wailing. They would be wailing at an altar, groaning and carrying on. And he would come up. He would come by them and say, speak with tongues. Speak with tongues. You're acknowledging that there is a burden there, but you need to pray against whatever it is. Whatever it is, maybe the Lord is making intercession. Do you hear what I'm saying today? We acknowledge the burden, but we have to do something about the burden. You have to speak to it. That's why he said, you've got to say unto this mountain, be thou moved, and be thou plucked up and cast into sea. Why? Because you've got to use your words. And when you run out of words, you've got to let the Spirit speak through you. have acknowledged the burden now speak to it you may or may not understand what the burden is for or who it is for and God may or may not reveal it to you and brother Cole said that insight comes from a different ministry the word of knowledge and so all of these things work together we may get a revelation of what it's about or we may not but the but the real thing to do is to get a hold of the burden and pray Brother Cole spoke of a time when he was pastoring in West Virginia. and They had a guest speaker and they were about to introduce him. But Brother Cole felt this extreme burden in his heart and he mentioned it to the church and began making intercession. And, it, and in a few moments the entire congregation was in a dimension of intercessory prayer. While they were praying, God revealed to Brother Cole that there was a UPC preacher, a UPC pastor in the Pittsburgh airport, desperately discouraged, dangerously discouraged, and that there were, they were in fact praying for him. He did not tell the congregation, but when the burden was lifted, a lady under the anointing of the Holy Ghost stood and declared that God had put a hedge about this person and, would be all, and he would be all right, that God would protect him. Later that night after church, Brother Cole said he almost forgot about it. But he, he said around 11 o'clock that night his phone rang and he quickly knew the man's voice and asked him where he was. And in his reply, he said, I'm at the Ramada near the Pittsburgh airport. Brother Cole proceeded to ask him questions. How did you come? He said, by plane. What time did you get there? He said, quarter after eight. And then he heard this horrible wail on the phone. And he wailed with the cry, Brother Cole, it's all over. My city has crushed me. I am devastated, Brother Cole. Brother Cole said, son, are you in sin? He replied, no. He said, I'm devastated. My city has crushed me. He said his wife and children didn't know where he was at and the church didn't know where he was but that 
His city had crushed him. And Brother Cole said to him, God has already intervened. He has already answered prayer for you. After a few moments of clarity, that pastor called his family. And then he returned home. But what would happen if there was not a voice of an intercession to be heard? Would there be another UPC pastor who would take his own life because the call of God is very real and very heavy. And sometimes you can't do it by yourself. That's why you need a church who's behind you. That's why you need a church who's with you, who's with you in the trenches, who is willing to intercede with you. Brother Cole also spoke of his wife and how she had given herself to intercessory prayer and how she would intercede for him while he was preaching at crusades where there would be thousands of people receiving the Holy Ghost and miracles happening all around and his wife would be interceding for sometimes up to three hours. Laying in the floor in intercession. But oh, the reward that God would reach through her prayers and and assist her husband in preaching the gospel and that there would be miracle signs and wonders that would be released on people who have never heard and people who have never experienced the glory of God. When we give ourselves to the will of God and respond to the burden of intercession, there is a door of supernatural manifestation that is opened. Acts chapter 12, verse 1. Now about the time of Herod, the king stretched forth his hands to vex certain of the church. And he killed, verse 2, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. And because he saw that it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of, of unleavened bread. And verse 4, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four court, uh, courtenance of soldiers uh, to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Verse 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. What was happening is the, the church acknowledged that there was a burden and they didn't leave it like that. They began to pray without ceasing. They began to intercede. Do you see what I'm saying? Do you see what's happening here? They, they shut themselves up in a building and prayed until there was supernatural power that began to move beyond the the. the, the The parameters of the world move through gravity and move through through all of these things that we see. And they moved. The supernatural power of God began to move through the prayers that were made from from the church. In verse 6, and when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains. And the keepers before the door kept the prison. In verse 7, and behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him. And a light shined in the prison. And he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off. Oh, Listen to me. Maybe your brother is bound. Maybe he's in a place of prison. Oh, but if the church would get a hold of intercession, oh, there would be angelic ministry that would that would come to the aid of the one in chains and would remove the chains and open the prison cell door. And Peter, Peter, Peter began to get up and move. Verse 8. 
And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out, in verse 9, and went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. In verse 10, when they were past the first and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And then, and they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. The verse 11, and when Peter was come to himself, what just happened? He said, now, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod, and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Impossibilities become possible when there are people who unite and pray for the will of God to be released. God has given us channels of prayer that interrupt the agenda of the rulers of darkness, of the wickedness in high places, but we've got to be willing to go in. Ephesians 6.10 Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12 For we wrestle not against flesh and blood but against principalities, uh, against powers, against uh, the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. You know what we need to? We need to get into the dimension of prayer where we begin to see the work of the enemy so we can speak against the enemy. Do you hear me tonight, brother and sister? We've got to get a hold of prayer like we've never prayed before. Verse 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand, stand therefore having your loins girt about with truth. And having on the breastplate of righteousness, verse 15, and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And verse 16, above all, take in the shield of faith wherewith ye shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked. Do you hear what we're seeing here? You see what we're reading? There is a war. Take the helmet of salvation, verse 17, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. In verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. In the Spirit. Why? How do we? <laughs> Woo! How do we war? In the Spirit. We can pray. We can pray with our words. And we can fight hell with our words. We can say, I come against you, devil, in the name of Jesus Christ. And there's power in that. Oh, but there is power when we can get into a dimension of intercession. We get a dimension of prayer where we see the enemy and we can address the enemy for who he is. In our ability, we don't always, we're not always able to see the enemy, to see what's happening. Sometimes we are easily confused and deceived and we think it might be the enemy and it's not really the enemy. You hear me? But in, if we walk in the Spirit, and if we, if we pray in the Spirit, there is no way to be deceived. That's why if, I, if I'm praying in the Spirit, I can wear the whole armor of God. If I get into the Spirit, he said, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Do I just get into the Spirit every once in a while, or do I watch? Do I get in there and I persevere in the Spirit? I do what I can to stay in this place of prayer.
Verse 19, and for me, that utterance may be given unto me, that I may open my mouth boldly to make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in bonds, that therein I might speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul writes to the church, exhorting them to be strong, to be courageous, be a radical soldier who knows where the battle is won. You know where the battle is won? It's won in prayer. Oh, it's not one in our strength or our will, but his. Oh, but he fights through us. He reaches through us. He intercedes through us like Hebrews 7 and 25 says. Therefore, he is in the MEV, or I'll just read it with you there. Wherefore, he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. Hear me today. He lives to make intercession, which means he is always looking for intercessors. Let me read you an excerpt from a book called Radically Apostolic. And I encourage every one of you to get a hold of that book. Get it, read it, okay? This is what, this is what Brother Charles Robinette said. When I personally engage in radically apostolic prayer, it involves praying in tongues authoritatively for people and nations until I feel the spiritual release that God's divine objective has been achieved in this situation. It involves authoritative speaking, declaring and prophesying that which is not as if it already happened. In 1994, we were stationed at a, a USA, uh, USAF base in Ramstein, uh, Germany. Almost immediately upon arrival, my wife became very sick. She was in a constant state of fever and developed excruciating, painful red bumps all over her body. Although we visited several recommended doctors and specialists, none could find the source of the problem or provide her any kind of relief. After returning to base, housing allow, uh, following an appointment at the Landstuhl Regional Medical Center, my wife, racked with pain, laid down on the floor in the middle of the entryway of our apartment and cried. I felt completely helpless. I had no idea how to help her. The Lord clearly spoke to me and said, Take your Bible, lay it upon your wife's body, and with authority declare my promises of healing and miracles over her boldly, and I will heal her. I immediately did what God said. I prayed the word of God with boldness and authority. What the local doctors could not find, what the specialists could not resolve, and what medicine could not uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, take your Bible, lay it upon your wife's body, and declare those promises. He said, my wife's, he said, my wife's temperature returned to normal. The red bumps on her skin disappeared before our eyes. And whatever the source of the problem was, it didn't matter because it never returned. He said, in 2003, I was invited by my dear friend, missionary Joe Cooney, to minister in Dublin. When Brother Cooney dropped me off at the hotel, I collected my key from the front desk and proceeded to my assigned room. When I opened the door to the hotel room and walked inside, fear instantly gripped my heart. The hair on my arms and on the back of my neck stood up straight. Somebody or something was in my room waiting on me. When I turned on the light, a demonic spirit was standing by the bed. 
Although it was wearing apparel that I can only describe as utterly black, its face was visible and filled with rage. Without touching the floor, the demonic spirit moved across the room and physically pushed me against the wall. With a voice full of pure venom of hate, the spirit snarled, I am the prince of this city, and you are nothing. I was here before you, and I will be here after you. If you don't leave now, I will kill you. While I stared the demonic spirit in the eye, something quickened inside of me. I began to pray in the authoritative Holy Ghost tongue, radical prayer. The grip the demonic spirit had upon my chest began to loosen. I could see in the eyes of that spirit that whatever authority it was trying to convince me, it possessed over me. It was a false authority and was beginning to waver. An inferno of righteousness indignation exploded in me and shouted in the face of the demonic spirit you have been here before me but I know somebody who was here before you and he said in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shineth in the darkness and the darkness comprehended the night and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld the glory the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth he said the demonic spirit began to tremble with fear it released its grip on my chest it started bouncing like a pinball from one side of the room to the other until it finally bounced out of the window of the hotel rather than be pushed into a corner by the enemy I responded with radical prayer not surprisingly there was a great breakthrough telling you if we we really knew if we really knew the places that God would take us if we really committed to fasting and prayer if we really went after the Lord if we really made ourselves available for intercession if we really got a hold of this burden to pray listen what I want my wife wants And I know that others want the same thing. And for this church to be the most powerful force in this city, it's the will of God for this city. You hear me? It's the will of God for this city, for this church to be the most powerful force in this city. But we have to pray like they prayed in Acts 4. We've got to pray for boldness to accomplish his will for this church. But let me let me give you a warning. Verbal Bean writes in his book on prayer. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. It takes only a few times of God calling you to prayer and you disobeying until God won't speak. It's dangerous simply bulldozing over the Spirit calling you to prayer. Eventually that drawing will die and you're left without desire. You're left without the feeling of a need of prayer. You're left without the inspiration. If you get it back, you generally must do it on your own, and that usually takes 
extra sacrifice. So it's not just something that we shrug off and just so we can when when you shrug off the when we shrug off the call of prayer what we're saying is God I'm not really here for your burden. What did he say? He said if you want my rest you must take my burden. If you truly want rest you must share the same burden that I share. That I have. And my burden is to reach people. My burden is to do the will of God. I felt direction. I'm coming to a close. I need I need the I need the help of some folks. Can I can I get can I get somebody to help me? Can I get people to help me? Will you? I know I'm gonna call some people. But I want you to first agree to help me because I believe the Lord has given me instruction. This is how we're going to end the service today. If you have, if you have been used in intercessory prayer, I want you to come down here. a lot better than I thought. I saw a few of you. I want you to know that I, I include myself in this, but I'm the one right here. So, I know that some of you have not felt the freedom of tapping into that place of intercessory prayer. So I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to loose you to walk in it with authority and with a passion, but also with a burden. And I'm, I'm going to release you by the authority of the Word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I'm going to release you to, to minister as an intercessor. Would you close your eyes? I don't want you to bow your head. I want you to raise your head up. And I want you to, I want you to visualize, picture in the Lord what the Lord has called you to do, what He's placed in your hands and equipped you to do. I want you to look at Him and I want you to, I want you to speak to Him. And I'm going to speak over you. But while I speak over you, I want you to connect with the one who has called you to intercession. Lord, I'm so thankful for the people who have stepped forward. I'm so thankful that you have used them in the past, oh God. But I know that there is a future for them uh, to intercede. And I believe, God, that you are going to do a work in their life and through their life. And I'm going to loose them to do that work by the authority of your word and by the power of your name. And so I loose that over this congregation, over this group of intercessors. I release you uh, to operate in that gift. Uh, I release you to minister uh, through the intercessory 
every prayers that God has already used. I release to you the burden of intercessory prayer that God would take you into dimensions you've never been before. That God would open up the doors for you to step into it almost immediately. That it would not take you very long to step into that place. I release you to operate in that dimension of prayer. I release you to minister and to exercise your voice to lift your voice and to let the power and the demonstration of God's spirit release from your voice release from your prayer release from it in the name of Jesus Christ I speak that the will of God would begin to be ushered through your lips and released into this world that the natural world would be turned upside down by the very authority of the word of God and by his spirit I release you to receive it in the name of Jesus Just a few more moments. Uh, let the Lord continue to deposit that into your spirit today. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for it, God. We thank you for it, God. Thank you for the sound of intercession that has pierced the ears in this hour, in this house. Oh God, let every voice begin to drive back the darkness and release your perfect will, Lord. Listen, listen, before before you get too far into this, uh, let me stop you for a moment here because there's more to this that, I, that, I, that the Lord wants to do. Now, I want you, if you need to sit down, I want you to sit down for this next place here. I want you to sit down for this next moment. But this is what I want you to do. I want you to sit across from another. I want you to just sit or stand wherever you are and we're, what we're going to do is we're going to make a pathway for those to walk through this and God is going to release something supernaturally in this moment in this time and I want you if the Lord has tugged at you if the Lord has gripped your heart and has gripped you in this service I want you to come if you've got a need in your life I want you to come and what's going to happen is you're going to start over here and you're going to walk through this line and I want you to just take your 
time. I want you to take your time. In fact, if you want to just come and stand in the midst, we don't have to move. We've got enough, we've got enough in the congregation. If you want to, if you want to, to come down here, what's going to happen is, the, is these intercessors are going to pray and there's going to be something released in this moment. And God is going to touch and heal and he's going to release something. And if you want to be an intercessor, there's going to be something that's going to release in this moment in your life. If that's you, I want you to come. I want you to come and stand in the midst here. Ah. That's it. Intercessors, come on, let's pray. Let's pray. If you need God to do a miracle in your life, I want you to come down here. The spirit of the living God is in this moment, right here, right now. I want you to position yourself in between these intercessors and let God do a work in you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh, release your power. Release the demonstration of your spirit and power. Oh, I come against every lie of the enemy. I come against the, I come against every form of resistance. And I release the delivering power of the Holy Ghost to work in this moment in the name of Jesus. I release healing. I loose the gifts of the Spirit in this house. I loose the gift of faith. I loose the working of miracles and the gifts of healing. I loose the gift of prophecy and the gift of faith in the name of Jesus. Come on, now's the time to move. Get out of your seat and come down here and get what the Lord has for you. Don't resist it. Embrace the work of God's Spirit. Receive your healing. Receive your breakthrough. Receive your instruction. Receive your deliverance. Receive your promise. Receive the touch of the master's hand on your life right now in the name of Jesus.
The devil thought he had you. The devil thought he had you bound. He thought he had you, oh, in captivity in the darkness of your own mind. But the Lord, but the Lord has stepped in. And he's made a way for you to step out of it. And he's releasing healing and forgiveness and deliverance into your life. Jesus, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll release I'll release you in the name of Jesus. Oh, I loose you from everything that plagues your mind. I'll release you to receive the gift of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Oh, That's it. The Lord is opening some doors right now. The Lord is moving right now. He's moving in your situation right now. The Lord is raising up an army of intercessors in this assembly. And the Lord is about to release supernatural power and demonstration into this city, into our neighborhoods, and into our families. I believe the Lord is bringing impartation even right now of His Spirit and power. He's clothing you with a fresh fire and a fresh passion and desire to be used by Him to accomplish His will. And if you step in through that door, the Lord will step into that situation and begin to work. The Lord is raising up men and women of valor who will be mighty and tear down the strongholds of the enemy. The strongholds of addiction will be crushed. The strongholds of depression will be crushed. The the strongholds of anxiety will be crushed. The strongholds of suicide will be crushed. The strongholds of the enemy are about to be annihilated in the name of Jesus. That's it. Speak to the burden. Speak to the burden that God has given you. 
speak to it and release the sound of your voice and let the sound of his voice begin to speak through you. That's it. I release the spirit of fasting and prayer right now in the name of Jesus uh, that we will take this and take it to the next dimension with fasting and prayer. Oh, I release the spirit of prayer in this house, the spirit of prophecy in this house. I release it in the name of Jesus. Can we just begin to thank the Lord? Thank the Lord for what he has done. Thank him for what he's done. Oh, he has done a great thing today. Thank you, Jesus, for this visitation today. 
Thank you, Lord, for visiting us. Uh, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Hallelujah. Thank you for visiting us, Lord, and healing and strengthening and encouraging and bringing boldness and, and the burden of intercession, O oh God. Thank you, Lord, for reviving. Thank you for restoring. Thank you for bringing deliverance, God. Thank you for bringing clarity and bringing strength and power. Oh, and baptizing us afresh with the Holy Ghost and fire. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the working of your spirit in this house and for what you're going to do in the days to come, God. I pray for increase, for spiritual increase, for spiritual awareness and sensitivity to the call of prayer. I release, oh God, over my brother and sister today that there would be a sensitivity to the call for intercession. That when you are looking for a voice of intercession that you will find a willing vessel. who will allow you to spend them. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. If the Lord has sealed, if, if the Lord has restored something in your life today, why don't you seal it with thanksgiving right now?
sweet presence of the Lord that has moved through this day. And I'm so thankful that I get to call him Lord. That I get to call him Savior. I get to call him king. That I get to call him my provider, my way maker. Whatever I face, if I can just get shut in with the Lord, 
I feel, I feel to tell you, those of you who God has restored, those of you that God is going to use in the days to come, intercession, that the enemy is going to try to shut you down. Just like Brother Robinette's visitation of, of the prince of the city that he was ministering in. When we go after the Lord and we step into that place, that dimension of prayer where the Lord begins to do a work that the enemy cannot challenge, he's going to try to challenge you. He's going to come to you to try to challenge you, to keep you from that place, from that dimension of prayer that will tear down the strongholds. There is a prince in this city, and we're coming to tear down his stronghold. We've got to cleave to the Lord Every day. And let him lead us into that place. The next time that you randomly get up in the middle of the night, maybe it's not random. Maybe it's a call for the Lord. Maybe it's a call from the Lord for you to step into that place because you don't know what He does. Let's not shake off those, those, those moments that the Lord might be calling us into that deep place of prayer because it could be our family that is in need. And I want, I want every man, just like the Lord does, to have a voice of intercession for, available for them. I believe when you leave this place today, God is going to take you down roads that you have been before. And He's going to show you things You've never seen before. God's going to use you to accomplish things you've never accomplished before. Because the Lord is going to do it. He's going to get the glory. And this church is going to grow. And this church is going to have revival. This church is going to see people walk through the doors that haven't been in church for 10, 20, 30 years. And they're going to see people walk through the doors that said that they would never come to a church again. Because there's going to be someone standing in the gap for them.
I love and appreciate you, brother and sister, and I'm thankful for your response. And I believe the Lord has done a, a mighty work today. And I want us to also um, be ready for this Friday. We have failed to mention it up to this point, but this Friday we are going to have, it was kind of a last-minute thing. Uh, Brother Easterling out of Ashland, Kentucky, called me the other day and said that there was uh, there was going to be an available night for this for this minister J.J. Uh, Bourne, um, which he said has tremendously blessed their church. Well, he is going to be with us on Friday, and and God has used him to do uh, miraculous things, and he has. Uh, Brother Easterling said he is a prophet of God, and I believe by just spending a few t- few moments listening to some of the some one of the messages uh, that uh, that I, I believe that that's who he is, and we're going to have him here, and he's going to um, bless God's going to bless us through his ministry, and if you can make it this Friday at seven. Uh, we will have a wonderful time in the Lord, and God will meet us here, and there will be a miraculous move of His presence. Um, was there? Um, for those of you who are registered for the Be His conference, I believe that registration deadline was Thursday, is what they, this past Thursday. Um, but if you wanted to go, that's for young ladies ages 10 and up. Um, if you wanted to go and you did not get to register, um, let me know, and I'll ask if there's any way I can still get you in. But that's at Greater Faith on November the 18th, um, I believe, at 11 a.m., but it might be 10. I'll, I shared it, but I don't remember the time. I apologize. Um, November the 30th, Thursday, November the 30th, there's going to be a ladies' Christmas get-together. It's going to be a craft night, and so I'll be giving you some more information about that. But that is Thursday, November the 30th. Um, December the 9th at 2 p.m. That's on a Saturday. That will be our church Christmas party. So you don't want to miss that. December the 9th at 2 p.m. on a Saturday. Sunday, December the 17th at noon will be our Christmas program. So you want to go ahead and get that on your calendar. There will be no service on Christmas Eve, December the 24th. That is a Sunday. There will be no service on that Sunday. In two weeks from today will be our Thanksgiving service. We'll have a regular schedule that day. So um, our children's programming that day will not be Sunday School or Children's Church. We're going to start working on our Christmas program, and our kids' choir is going to be singing that day. So they'll be preparing at noon. Um, So there will be our regular schedule of adult Bible study in here at noon and service at 1. But we're going to be having a special Thanksgiving service on that day with our kids' choir singing. And that is the day that we'll begin working on the Christmas program. So um, Sunday school teachers, you have next Sunday will be Sunday school. And then after that, we'll reconvene in January for our Sunday school classes because we'll be working on the Christmas program. It's here. All right. With that being said, you all have a wonderful afternoon. We'll see you Tuesday night for prayer. Uh, Keep fighting the good fight of faith. We'll see you soon. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.